Dogs know everything. We should just let dogs pick our next president because they know better than we do. What's up? This is Mark K. Saves the Republic. Thanks so much for joining me. If you read my daily email today, then you already know what I'm talking about. You already know that when Joe Biden went to Ireland and he went to visit the president of Ireland, uh, he got attacked by the president of Ireland's dog. I mean, it wasn't a vicious attack. If I were a dog, I'd have taken a bite out of the guy. But uh, Joe Biden approached this beautiful Bernese mountain dog that was the that is owned. It's the uh, it's the pet, the best friend of the um, of the president of Ireland. Dog's name is something very Irish sounding. It's uh, Ms. Nietzsche. Ms. Nietzsche is the Irish dog. Uh, and like I said, big Bernese mountain dog. And Joe Biden sees it. And of course, maybe mistook it for a woman with long, dark locks. Who knows? Maybe he thought it was a small, hairy child, whatever. But uh, he starts walking toward the dog and the dog immediately snarls at him and then barks loudly, like, get away from me and starts to back up toward the house uh, in what is known. I mean, everyone who knows anything about dogs, anyone who knows anything about canine behavioral studies, if you're if you're a vet or just a dog owner or if you've ever watched, you know, if you've ever uh, binge watched, uh, what's his name, Cesar uh, Milan, then the dog whisperer, then, you know, that when a dog barks and snarls and backs up, it's uh, a sign that that dog feels threatened and it's trying to remove itself or extricate itself from the thing that that is threatening it. And in this case, it's, it's Joe Biden. Dog felt threatened by Joe Biden. Dog was like, get me the hell away from this guy and uh, started barking. And Joe Biden, it was all caught on tape, by the, by the way, too. And I bring this up because, A, it reiterates that Joe Biden was in Ireland instead of here at home trying to keep us out of World War Three. Uh, B, it reiterates that Joe Biden it was in Ireland instead of here trying to fix our economy or our border or our massive crime problem or any of the other issues we got, we got going on. And uh, and C, it um, it reiterates that dogs really know best. Dogs are honest. Dogs are genuine. Dogs can sense dishonesty and disingenuous uh, disingenuous in people. And I think that's what this dog Ms. Nietzsche uh, sensed in Joe Biden, which is why it attacked. Also, this whole Irish trip um, is, is interesting for one reason. And it has to do with Hunter Biden. And I'll get to that in just a minute, but first, um, in honor of Ms. Nietzsche, the hero hound of the Emerald Isle, I'm putting, this is my dog walking hat. It's the Catriot black ops bucket hat. And I wear this all the time, uh, in Florida because a, it looks badass. Two, wait, a two. Yeah. It's, uh, it keeps the rain and the sun off my face. This thing is like wearing a roof. It's amazing. Like the sun, I never get sunburned. I wear it when I play golf or when I'm on the beach. Um, and then of course, when it rains, which is a lot, I'll wear it out to my car and, and I'm dry. Like everything, the rain just beads up and rolls off of this thing. Plus it's got the cool Catriot logo. And let's not forget if you're running like a black ops mission in the middle of the night to, to liberate some kind of you know, small town from the grips of terrorism, or maybe you're going running an anti-cartel mission so that they'll stop terrorizing Americans and Mexicans at the border, whatever it is. You know, we call it the black ops bucket hat for a reason. And, uh, and I put it on sale, like I said, in honor of this, this Irish dog, Ms. Nietzsche, um, all weekend long. So go to markkshop.com, markkshop.com. The black ops bucket hat is right there on the front page. You can't miss it. And um, you can grab one for yourself. You can grab one for anyone you know. There's only 40, though. We're limited. We didn't make that many of them. Uh, we know we have 40 of them. So if you want one, definitely go there and get it at this fantastic price in honor of Ms. Nietzsche, the Bernese Mountain Dog owned by the president of Ireland, markkshop.com. All right, so let's talk about Ireland. 
For a very long time, one of the biggest questions asked by the right, the Donald Trump asks it all the time on True Social, uh, Tucker Carl, you know, people, you see it on Twitter, you see it on Fox News, you see, we've said it ourselves, the question is, where's Hunter? Where is Hunter? Hunter is under investigation on a federal level. Uh, Hunter's laptop has been, uh, you know, sworn into or um, entered into the the uh, House of Representatives Judiciary Committee and Oversight Committee for the uh, the evidence that's been found on that. Hunter Biden himself may have broken several laws. Hunter Biden may be corrupt. Hunter Biden this, that, and the other. And we always ask, where is Hunter? When Donald Trump was arraigned in New York City, when he was moved, going there to be arrested for like the most bogus arrest we've ever seen in our entire lives, his one question was, where's Hunter? Why are we focusing on people who aren't criminals instead of people who clearly are? Well, Hunter Biden surfaced. And he surfaced in Ireland, wouldn't you know? He popped up wherever he was hiding, wherever he was stuck in seclusion, whatever, whatever hovel he was, he was, you know, curled up in whatever hotel uh, penthouse suite he was having an all night bender in wherever he happened to be. He crawled out of there, cleaned himself up, put on a suit and attended his father's trip to Ireland. And he flew free, of course, courtesy of the taxpayers on our Air Force One. Um, and he uh, uh, supposedly is picking up his his own personal expenses. But when a Biden says I'm picking up my own personal expenses, you know what that means. It means China's paying for it. So Joe and Hunter Biden are in Ireland and China's Joe's we are paying for Joe's trip to Ireland and China is paying for Hunter's. Uh, that's kind of how that whole thing. That's kind of how that whole thing works. But the the interesting thing about Hunter Biden being in Ireland is he's not just in Ireland. He's all over the place. He's in every shot with his dad. He's walking to the plane with his dad. He's walking to the house with his dad. He's at the press conferences with his dad. When his dad gets asked a question by like a seven-year-old kid and he doesn't understand what he's saying, Hunter's the one that jumps in and goes, he's asking about this, dad. And then the president goes, oh, yeah. Then uh, then when, when uh, Joe Biden said Jesse Helms was a senator from South Carolina, it was Hunter Biden who jumped in and said, North Carolina, dad. Jesse Helms was from North Carolina, not South Carolina. And when Joe Biden got, con which by the way, I'm shocked Hunter Biden knew that. <laughs> I'm shocked Hunter Biden knew where Jesse Helms was from because- I heard crack cocaine kills brain cells, and I thought maybe he'd blacked out a large. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, when it, when uh, Joe Biden got confused about where to go after his speech, it was Hunter who guided him off. So the interesting question here is not where's Hunter, but why is Hunter now in Ireland? And I think I know the answer. Uh, and I think I, know, I think I'm I think I know the answer. A couple reasons. There's actually two reasons. Number one, I believe that when Joe Biden travels now. They know that he needs more than one caretaker. Jill Biden, because she's getting on in years, uh, isn't able to do all of that. Plus, and this is the interesting thing, when when these couples travel, like, for example, they might be separated. Joe Biden might have to go meet with the dudes or meet with the president or meet with this. Jill Biden might have to go have, you know, a Guinness with the ladies or or, you know, tea with, and crumpets with some other some other some other club and organization that doesn't want to see from see Joe. They just want to see Dr. Jill. So she's not always going to be there. And I think that Hunter Biden was was brought into the fold, was brought back into the family, was brought on this trip as a secondary caretaker for his very troubled, ailing father. I think that we're looking at, of course, and we have been for a while, a guy in the decline of life, a guy that's on his last leg, a guy whose mental capacity is just woo. -woo. I'm talking about Joe, not Hunter. <laughs> but by the way, I know someone, I know someone's like, wait a minute, is he talking about Joe Biden or Hunter Biden? No, I'm talking about Joe. And I think they brought Hunter along to say, look, you're his son, your family. We can get away with you being here and it won't look weird if you're helping your dad up and down the stairs, but he needs help up and down the stairs. 
That's the first part. The second part is, I think that Hunter Biden may have been told, hey, look, we don't know how much longer your dad has. So you got to make some memories. You know, how, like if somebody's older or somebody's got a disease or something, there's always that underlying, I don't want to miss out on what's left of their lives. Or, you know, I want to go say goodbye. Or I want to make sure that I milk every last ounce of their time on earth. I want to make sure that I have the memories that when that when they finally shuffle off this mortal coil, I want to make sure that I was there with them at the end and I have no regrets. And oftentimes, kids will get a call from their parent or their step-parent or another relative and say, look, you know, it's pretty bad. It's, it's, not, it's not looking good. You, we don't know how much time, so we're going to take them to Ireland, but why don't you come along? Because it could be the last time it could be the last thing you guys do together. It could be the last time he's, it could be the last time he remembers you. Let's be honest. It could be just the dementia setting in and you're concerned that you're not going to, he's not going to have memories of you. So maybe you go on this trip to print yourself back on his psyche so that hopefully even when his psyche starts to, you know, evaporate and disintegrate, um, there's still that recollection somewhere deep in his mind of who you are as a person and how you're connected. I don't know. Those are, those are my thoughts because why else would Hunter jump could jump out of hiding with all of this other legal stuff going on with all all of this turmoil in the house of representatives why would he jump up and go on a trip to ireland with his father i mean other than the fact that yo free trip to ireland which everybody which everybody would want that's my take on the whole issue that's where i'm coming from with hunter biden in ireland it's no longer where's hunter it's why is hunter there and it's either because i mean look it could be that they're just throwing hunter biden in our faces it could be they, they're just like, screw Donald Trump, screw the Republicans. Hunter Biden's not hiding from anyone. Let's, let's put him on Air Force One and send him to Ireland. That could be it too. I wouldn't put that past the Democrats, but there could be a more nuanced and important personal reason why he's there. And that's something that we should all pay attention to. Of course, we're not because we're all paying attention to this 21-year-old kid who stole top secret documents uh, from an airbase. By the way, and again, I don't want to go, I don't want to go too off on another tangent because that's a whole other podcast. But they, they call this guy Jack the Dripper. That's, that's what it says on the Drudge Report. Uh, let me just read you the headline. FBI arrests 21-year-old guardsman in leak of classified military documents. A Massachusetts Air National Guard member was arrested Thursday in connection with the disclosure of highly classified military documents about the Ukraine war and other top national security issues. An alarming breach that has raised fresh questions about America's ability to safeguard its most sensitive secrets. The guardsman is an IT specialist identified as 21-year-old Jack Texera. I think that's right. Uh, he was taken into custody without incident after FBI officers converged on his Massachusetts home. Attorney General Merrick Garland said he is to be charged with removing or transmitting classified national defense information, a crime under the Espionage Act. Garland did not reveal a possible motive, but accounts of those in the online private chat group where the documents were disclosed have depicted Texera as motivated more by bravado than ideology. So this is something that you need to pay attention to because they're saying, first I saw he was a gun nut. That was the first thing they said. They were Yesterday, all the headlines were like, gun nut steals documents, top secret documents from military base. Being a gun nut has nothing to do with being on a military base. I know a lot of people in the military, they're all gun nuts. Not all of them, but a lot of them. I mean, guns, it's a tool. Be, if you're in the military and you like guns, it's not that you're a gun nut. It's that you're, it's that you're a responsible person. I mean, it, that's a tool of your trade. 
That's like saying, you know, that Marquet is a real microphone nut. Well, yes, I'm a microphone nut. It's how I make my living. I know a lot about microphones. I own a lot of microphones. I take good care of my microphones. I talk to other people about microphones. Sometimes we change it up a little bit. And we talk about headphones, but any kind of phone is important to my life, my career, my chosen and desired field. And of course, uh, how I make my money. And as a result of all of that, uh, as a result of all of that, I talk to, you know, I talk to people about microphones. Doesn't make me a microphone nut, just makes me a responsible broadcaster. Um, but anyway, so they've dropped that narrative. It, it turns out he's not so much of a gun nut or, and again, gun nut, by the way, is code for white supremacist, MAGA supremacist. Uh, uh, that's what they're, they're, they're talking about domestic terrorists. Whenever they say, oh, this guy, he was in the National Guard. He served his country, but he was a gun nut. That means he probably voted for Trump. And he probably uh, he probably is a domestic terrorist and maybe even a white supremacist, even though I think he's Latino. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what you're that's what we've learned from the left. It doesn't matter what your race is. You can still be a white supremacist. Just ask Larry Elder, the black face of white supremacy, according to um, the New York Times. Anyway, uh, they were talking about, you know, so this guy is is he, it's all bravado. He just wants to go in these internet forums and he wants to go on. He wants to go on all these chat rooms and he wants to show up. Uh, show off his skills. He wants to show all of his gamer buds on War Thunder or Minecraft or wherever they were. Look what I got. You think you're great at gaming? Well, I'm an IT specialist and look what I was able to smuggle out of the Pentagon. Ha 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 ha. I'll show you. And you know, I'm not saying that's good, but I'm saying here's where this is going to lead. The, the Defense Department, the Democrats, uh, they're all going to use this, this bravado argument as an attack on toxic masculinity. They're going to say that not only is toxic masculinity a threat to women, not only is toxic masculinity a threat to other dudes, not only does it cause unnecessary fighting and crime or whatever, unhealthy body image, you know, they're going to go back to Andrew Tate, all that kind of stuff. They're now going to say that toxic masculinity is a, watch me, it's going to happen. Toxic masculinity is a national security threat. So we need to soften our young men. We need, and they're already doing it. That's why Bud Light chose Dylan Mulvaney. Bud Light said, you know what? Men are too manly. These fratty kids, that's, a, that's another word for it. Bravado, fratty, it's all under attack. This is all, once again, a coordinated attack on, on natural masculine behavior. I mean, I'm not saying stealing top secret documents from a government base and put, distributing them online is natural masculine behavior, behavior, but bravado is. And the desire and the ability and the, and the really, the, the need from a natural standpoint to set yourself apart from and above others, that's all, uh, that's, that's as natural as you can, as it can be. Um, and they're trying to suppress that. And, and now that I've read this AP article and they're saying it's more bravado than anything else, um, I think you're going to start to see, look, we need to let these, we need to let these soldiers know that they don't need to be the biggest and the bravest and the toughest. They don't need to one up their peers because it leads to top secret documents being leaked online and our national security uh, secrets um, being sent in the wrong hands. I, I mean, I'm, I just, I know where this goes. Anytime a dude does something to, punt, to, to, you know, thump his chest, it's toxic masculinity, and the left is going to use it to further estrogenize our children. All right, grab your Black Ops bucket hat on sale now, markkshop.com. 
And don't forget to subscribe and like this podcast and share it with all of your friends because look, we gotta we gotta know what's happening. We gotta know what we're under where we're under attack. We've got to know what our enemies are doing at all times. And that's why I come in here every single morning and share these thoughts and stories with you. And that's why I hope you share these thoughts and stories with others as well. Subscribe, like, share, markkshop.com. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in today um, in my never-ending quest, in our never-ending quest to save the republic.